Welcome to Building Charleston, a podcast where we shine a bright light on the dynamic companies changing the landscape of Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Matt Chapdelaine, and as your host each week, I'll be bringing you the most interesting business owners in the Lowcountry. We'll explore how they got to where they are, what they're working on, and what their vision is for the future of Charleston. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. This episode of Building Charleston is brought to you by Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Low Country's premier commercial real estate brokerage firm focused exclusively on representing Charleston's office, retail, and industrial tenants. If you're responsible for your company's real estate needs and your company is expanding, downsizing, looking to open a new location, or opening the first office in the Charleston area, give us a call at 843-508-3038 or go to our website at www.lanecre.com. That's L-A-I-N-E-C-R-E.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Building Charleston podcast, where we take a moment each week to catch our breath and meet the leaders changing the landscape of Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Matt Chapdelaine. The date is March 13th, 2019, and today we're going to be discussing Charleston, South Carolina's social scene and what it's like to run the region's most popular social website with the unofficial, or some would say the official, social coordinator for the Lowcountry, Christian Sanger the founder and editor of HolyCityCenter.com. Christian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Matt. I appreciate it. Awesome. It's great to have you here. I'm really excited to get Christian on the podcast. Even before I moved to Charleston, just about everyone who I knew here in the Charleston area sent me HolyCityCenter.com, the website to start familiarizing myself with what's going on here. And for the first month or so, the events calendar, it ruled my world. Every day I was waking up saying, hey, what are we doing today? Even now I go on the website two, three times a week to see what's going on in the area. We're always looking for things to do with our kids. Kids uh, you know, obviously rule our lives, especially on the weekends. So when in doubt, we always go to the holycitycenter.com to see what's going on. So you know, the big question, Christian, why did you start or how did you start Holy City Center? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of for the reasons you just alluded to, you know, I thought it could be a good resource for people. You know, we have good media here in Charleston, but not not a ton that dives deep just specifically predominantly into events. And there's calendars on different websites and things, but I felt, you know, I might be able to add something to that. I might be able to create a blog that was or a website that was mostly event focused and, you know, less hard news and, you know, be a place for people to go and, and find out what's going on in town. Cause when I started it, you know, I, I Charleston wasn't the, uh, the city that it is now. I mean, in a lot of ways, of course it was, but it didn't, I wasn't winning all the best city in the world awards and all that stuff that we've been seeing over the last few years, but it was right on the cusp sure. of that. So it was just right there before the boom happened. And so it was it was just starting to become really busy and hard to keep track of things and I you know I was I was trying to put lists together and things I wanted to do and it just made sense to you know put a website together and if if I was you know looking for these things chances are other people were too. Okay. Did did it start with the calendar or did it start with a, more of a blog and kind of evolve into the calendar and everything else that we see there? 
it started more as a blog with me kind of talking about what I was doing in town, what was going on, my opinions on things. And it sort of evolved from there. The calendar, it became clear that that was what people were really interested in. And it's kind of developed less of a blog, you know, as far as me giving personal anecdotes and things and more of just straightforward, here's what's going on. And then I'll use my social media channels for more like opinions like, hey, I really like this restaurant I went to or this event was awesome. Check out this charity. They're doing great work. So just kind of using, you know, all the different channels that I have available and, and just using them differently. But the site itself yeah, has more of the calendar and events driven now. Okay. Well, the site features a lot of cool stuff. It features food, it features beverages, sports. Obviously, the name conjures up some you know imagery that we you know, we'll talk about you know a little bit later. But you know, it it begs the question. You know, are you a man about town? What's what's Christian Singer life in real life? <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, not the man about town. I mean, I like <laughs> I like going out, of course. I like going to events, discovering new restaurants and things. But uh, I'm hardly out every single night. I know there's lots of people who are out far more than I am. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, obviously it's things I enjoy about uh, Charleston and I try to get out and experience new events and you know, try new food and things like that. Yeah, but I'm not out as much as people think. I'm actually you know, working on the site more than anything, uh, you know, just diving in and, and talking about things. But you know, I've, I've been in Charleston for over a decade now, so I've been able to attend a lot of the things. You know, so I, you know, I don't necessarily have to go to a certain event every single year to, to get the gist of it and, and know what, what it's about so I can share it with people. But yeah, I try to get out when I can, but you know, it's not cheap to go out in Charleston frequently. So I, I try to go sure keep, you know, I try to go easy on that. Have you ever used your star power and media voice here to, you know, leverage maybe a ticket that was hard to get? And I say that, you know, listen, Dave Matthews is coming to town. Is, have you ever been able to pull something off like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I'll ask people, you know, um, PR people or whoever runs concert venues and things like, hey, is there a chance for a media pass or whatever? And, and that tends to be, and when it comes to concerts, that tends to be up to the bands and the musicians you know, what they're going to allow. And sometimes that's just a pass for the first, you know, three songs that you can take pictures if you have a, a camera for your photographer, and then you have to mm-hmm. leave the venue. And other times you can actually, you know, stay for a whole concert or get a free meal as a preview. But, you know, I, that's definitely not something I try to abuse, you know, and, and ask for free things. But sure, if there's a legitimate reason to cover things, you know, I'll certainly, you know, reach out and say, Hey, I'd love to come to the event as media. You know, I plan on writing a review after, or I plan on previewing the event beforehand and, you know, something I'm interested in. So yeah, for sure. That's one of the perks of doing the website is being able to to go do things for free or cover them as media to give it a different perspective. And you just never know. Sometimes people approach me with those ideas, you know, for instance, a local hotel, you know, the Belmont downtown Charleston is a beautiful hotel, which I would never go to just because mm-hmm. I live here. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think to do it. They reached out and sure. were like, Hey, we would like a local to stay here overnight experience uh, what we have to offer and, and the spa as well. And they're like, Heck, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> yeah. So that is one of the perks <laughs> for sure. Okay. Well, the building Charleston podcast is, is relatively new, but if I think we get a night at the, uh, the hotel Bennett and the spa, I think my wife will, will be very <laughs> pleased with that. So we'll see where, Absolutely. we'll see where this goes. <laughs> You know, so it's probably hard to play, you know, favorites, but as a person who has seen really, you know, probably the broadest scope of all that's going on, you know, in the Charleston area, is there one or two events that you look forward to every year more than anything else? 
Yeah, it, you know, it does change. Some events disappear, you know, like some of my favorite events in the past were like the Skinful Halloween Party, which I don't even know how many people know about anymore because it's been five or six years since I think they've been around. Okay. But I always look forward to that. I thought that was such a blast. It was this party, Halloween party that was held out in the woods, out on James Island. There was a, a, a restaurant. I don't even think it's it's really in business anymore. And then, of course, the name eludes me right now. But it was just a, a Halloween party out there, and they would get like a pretty well known DJ or musician. And anyway, it was a lot of fun. And so things change, okay. you know, and tastes change too, you know. But so right now, I'm really excited about the High Water Festival. It's in its third year. They've been bringing in some amazing musicians playing at Riverfront Park in North Charleston, which is a venue that's been seeing a lot of action over the last few years with different events being there and it's it's really nice being on the water so i'm looking forward to that for sure you mentioned dave matthews a moment ago of course i'm a big fan so i'm, I'm excited for that especially since it's at the volvo car stadium so it'll be a smaller chance to see an acoustic show and it's going to charity which makes it even cooler so mm-hmm. those are the things i'm most excited about now but usually anything that's new or exciting you know, I look forward to, but also charity events, the water walk for water that water mission does every year. I've done for a few years now, and I really enjoy doing that. Anytime you can do something that's fun as well as give back to the community or help a charity out is, is something I look forward to too, because just seeing all the people that come out for those types of events is awesome. Just, you know, reminds you, you know, the good uh, that the community can do when they work together. So it's nice to, to go out and have fun and, and you know, uh, help out a cause at the same time. Absolutely. We're going to dive into that a little bit more towards the end, but pivoting a little bit off of that, you know, the name Holy City Center, obviously, as I mentioned before, conjures up a bit of a name. How did you, how did you come up with the name? Was it, was it just an aha moment or did it kind of evolve? Kind of evolved in a way. I always knew I wanted the name to involve Holy City in some capacity. I always just thought that was a really cool nickname for uh, you know mm-hmm. for a, a place and i knew that there's a lot that you could play off of that you know to w- whichever way you wanted to go with it uh, and there's a lot of different things that you could you know toy around with and play around with and so after thinking about it for a little bit and it just felt like holy city center seemed like a pretty cool name to me it made me think you know you're in this place that is known obviously tons of churches church steeples it's you know the bible belt it's a place where you think genteel and and manners and, you know, things like that. But at the same time, we have a ton of bars and events that revolve around, you know, drinking and partying and then food, you know, and just all the, you know, seven deadly sins type thing, you know, it's it's full size. It's a a (laughs) city where you can get into trouble, but also do a lot of good and, you know, go out and get yeah. crazy on a Saturday night and attend church on Sunday. And I think a lot of people, <laughs> and Charleston's kind of been known as that, having those two sides to it throughout its history. You know, it's not something that's new. It's always kind of had that darker side to it. So I thought that yep. was kind of cool. So you could, I could play off of that and, you know, talk about the crazy parties and, and off the wall things that happen from time to time and, you know, be a little snarky on social media about certain things, but also, you know, talk about all the good events, all the, because so many things that go on in town benefit local charities and nonprofits and people are always looking to help others out. So I wanted to show both sides of the city and, and how everybody here can enjoy both. Okay. What is the most hedonistic event you featured on the site? <laughs> it's been a couple of years since they've done it, but you've, I'm sure 
you and your listeners have heard of like air guitar, an air guitar competition where people mm-hmm. will pretend to be playing a guitar and they have competitions for that. Well, Tin Roof in West Ashley for a few years in a row held like a regional event. And this is a real event that then had national championships. It was air sex competition. Uh, <laughs> so much like the air guitar, except it was people miming having sex and, and doing things of that nature. <laughs> and people would like vote on it. And then, yeah, you'd move from the regionals to what I, you know, I don't remember all the details, but that, oh, without a doubt is probably the most uh, sinful event that I've had on the website. Whether, you know, I, I think that's the one that immediately came to mind anyway. Well, I asked for it. I got it. And, uh, I'm gently blushing on the other end of this, uh, <laughs> on the other end of this podcast. So I guess there's this, no easy way to pivot off of that, but uh, no, you know, I, I just so we'll just make a hard break for it. You know, for the <laughs> listeners who are interested in creating, you know, great online content, you know, tell us about your background and and the skill set you rely on most. I mean, you obviously have a very successful, continuously voted the best website in you know in the Charleston area. Tell us a little bit about what it's like to to get there and what it's like having an actual you know viral website. Sure. So my background, I majored in journalism and communications in college. So I had a background in, in providing, you know, news and content in different ways, whether it's, you know, writing or spoken or on social media, um, TV, whatever it may be. So I kind of had an idea of how media operated. And then obviously growing up, the generation that, as a you know, uh, the internet was came out, you know, and was a big thing when I was, you know, when I was in high school, that's when it was really like taking off. And Mm -hmm. so just being, just being interested in that and seeing it grow from those early days of AOL and dial up to what it is now and how important it is, you know, so just kind of combining all that, my love for internet and technology and then understanding media from both sides as someone who grew up kind of a news dork and Mm -hmm. liked watching the news and consuming it. You know, I, I felt I had a pretty good idea of what people may be interested in and, and how to share it. And, you know, the bottom line was I didn't try to push anything. So there's not necessarily, you know, like if people look at my content right now, it's, it's not <laughs> true journalism by any stretch of the imagination, but I've taken parts of what I've learned from each thing along the way. It, it mostly is just me relying on my own interests. If I think this mm-hmm. is interesting, there's a good chance other people will. And talking to my friends, like, hey, did you hear about this event? And seeing, gauging their excitement over it. Mm-hmm. And also now having done the website for a while, I, I have a better idea of what catches on and what doesn't. You know, so that's, that's more of what it comes down to, just trying to think, okay, am I interested in this? Do I like it? And then going from there. You know, I don't have to worry about subscribers or advertisers telling me what I can and can't do or my, a boss. So it's just, I don't have to worry about those things. And I think... A lot of times people get too caught up in that or too worried about, will this content go viral or, you know, will this get me X amount of followers? Just, just do what you like doing and and people will follow, I think. Okay. Well, I mean, it's great advice. I, you know, one of the things that I was surprised, you know, when I first met you to find out was, you know, there's so much on the site. There's so much content. It's so, you know, professionally well done. I thought, I assumed it was, you know, you and, you know, probably a team of people working on this full time. And I was surprised at the answer. So, you know, tell the listeners, is this a full time for full time job for you? And if not, how do you get it all done? 
I mean, it, it essentially is a full-time job for me in the sense of how much time and effort and thought I put into it. But as far as full-time pay, no, not at all. I, I have a real job between a normal full-time 40 hours or more a week. And that takes care of the bills and, and you know keeps me busy. But the website, obviously, I put a lot of time and effort into it. So it feels like a second full-time job, but one that obviously is, is one I'm doing because I want to do it. You know, I'm, I don't have to do it and I enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, it, it's full-time as far as the work, but yeah, I have a, another job outside of it. So I stay kind of busy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Wow. Good for you. If, you know, if I'm a listener out there and I'm listening to this, I'm saying a couple of questions. Are you looking for help? If so, who, and you know, if not, you know, time support, what's the best way to support the site? Yeah, sure. I've recently brought on someone who is helped out and understands that, hey, we're just doing this for fun. This isn't like, you know, I can't pay any writers or anything, but someone who liked to write for a different website and wanted to provide content that I don't normally either me personally don't feel comfortable covering because it's just not in my wheelhouse or I just haven't had the time to do. So I I have anybody who just wants to write because they love it and they want to cover certain things that I'm not covering now. Yeah, I'm okay. always open to listening to that and, and things, you know, he's been able to help with things like theater reviews, which, you know, I, I love going to shows, but I just don't go out to them enough and I wouldn't feel comfortable reviewing one because I don't know the background and that was something he likes to do. And so, you know, that's, you know, the extreme of someone who just wants to really dive in and help and, and write. But as far as people who just enjoy what I'm doing, I mean, just visiting the site, sharing content that they really like, whether it's on their own social media channels or telling people, hey, you should check out this website. That's what helps me the most is, is things like that. Just the li- you know, liking things, sharing things, spreading the word. Those are things that helps the website grow. You know, and I have a Patreon on the website as well. You know, so people who want to take that extra step, you know, it's inexpensive. For those unfamiliar, it's sort of like a GoFundMe, but instead of paying like one set amount and then you're done, you pay a little amount per month and you can cancel at any time. And then there's different levels where you can get like behind the scenes info or periodically be sent merchandise that I'll, you know, like a koozie or sticker or something. Sure. That's another way to do it. So those are, those are the best ways to help for people who just like what I'm doing and want to support it. Okay. And if they wanted, if someone wanted to reach out to you, all that information's on the, uh, all your contact information's on the website. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Holycitycenter.com. And then my email is my best. It's Christian at holycitycenter.com. Okay. Awesome. Well, as a, one more, I think that, you know, important question here, you've lived in Charleston for, you know, 11 years, you've got your pulse on the city, probably if not better than anybody else, you're one of the best. What's your vision for Charleston over the next, you know, 10 to 15 years? You've seen a lot. Where do you think we're going? Yeah. I mean, Charleston, since I've been here, is just it just keeps growing and growing and growing as far as people moving here and businesses popping up. I mean, downtown, certain areas have just completely transformed and it's spread to the other, you know, the Charleston area, whether it's West Ashley or Mount Pleasant, Don's Island is becoming a place a lot of people are moving to. It just keeps going and going, you know. There's no reason to think it's going to stop, but... You know, if you say 11 years from now, I would I would think, and part of me, of course, hopes it kind of mm-hmm. reaches the plateau where, I mean, we're just not going to be able to grow anymore, period, you know, especially not in a safe or sustainable way at the rate it's going. You know, we're going to have more hotels and unaffordable housing downtown. 
than we already mm-hmm. do. So I'm hoping it, we find a nice balance where we're able to grow in different ways and still be a thriving city. Obviously, you don't want that bubble to completely burst and progress mm-hmm. to go backwards. But yeah, I, I, I think it's going to keep growing for the foreseeable future, but I'm hopeful that our leaders in the city and, and counties and things are going to find a way to kind of curb hotels and things like that and do better with some of our infrastructure whether it's roads or schools that need improvement. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. the tourist money, it's a double-edged sword. It's great to have the tourists here providing money, but it's what is that money going back towards? So I'm hopeful. Sorry, I've got my cat here. That's um, okay. Yeah, I'm hopeful that the growth will stop as far as those things are concerned, but the places that matter most, finding a more affordable housing options for people, making schools better. And obviously the schools issue is a much bigger issue outside of the greater Charleston area, but the state in general. But yeah, there's definitely things that can be improved. So I'm hoping they, they shift the focus to that. And yeah, I'm hopeful. Charleston is a city that obviously is steeped in history and loves its history for better or worse, but they also continually reinvent themselves and you know, I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if there's another shift towards something different in the next decade. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. Every community has its challenges, you know, for better or worse. And and it's mm-hmm. this is a unique one that Charleston has. We are growing rapidly. It's a it's a beautiful place to live. There's just so much opportunity. But at some point, you know, growth can be too much. And it, it's it's Absolutely. a unique challenge. It's a unique challenge that a lot of communities don't face, but it's certainly one that is faced here in the low country. You know, Christian, thank you so much for you know for joining me on the podcast today. This has been great. It's everything I you know was kind of hoping to you know, hoping to learn about you, hoping to learn about the website. I always like to wrap up the podcast with a Building Charleston pro tip. And you know, this episode, I want to point out the importance of giving back to your community because you never know when it's going to transform your life. You know, you heard Christian talk about how important that is to him you know, in his life. When I first learned about HolyCityCenter.com, I started reading you know, all over the website. I learned about you know Christian's background, and I was really impressed to see that he was named one of Charleston's best and brightest for his commitment to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. I'm guessing that when Christian started Holy City Center, he never imagined to have such an impact on the community at large, but he built the site, and he continues to take it to new levels. So if you haven't already, take a minute to look around and see where you can make a difference in your community, because you never know where it's going to take you. Christian, thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks for all you do for the Charleston area. With that, thank you to the listeners. We're going to sign off. Everyone, make it a great day. This episode of Building Charleston is brought to you by Lane Commercial Real Estate, the Low Country's premier commercial real estate brokerage firm focused exclusively on representing Charleston's office, retail, and industrial tenants. If you're responsible for your company's real estate needs and your company is expanding, downsizing, looking to open a new location, or opening the first office in the Charleston area, give us a call at 843-508-3038 or go to our website at www.lanecre.com. That's L-A-I-N-E-C-R-E.com.